Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. You know, what a time it is to be alive. It is week four of lockdown here in Sydney. Uh, it's getting pretty fucking weird out there, dude, I will admit. I think we've reached what they call the North Korea zone. I mean, you're allowed to walk once a day, but don't fucking look at anyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> People, everyone's walking. It's a bloody walkathon out there, I tell you. What are we raising money for, you know? But no one is talking or saying hi. Like, not in my area. Like, everyone's just walking around. People are freaking cross the street when they see you coming. I mean, some of these old ladies out there will dead set start running the other way when they see you coming down the street. Like you're freaking going to give them the kiss of death or something, you know? <laughs> Come back, Margaret. I want to give you a kiss on the lips, you freaking hot thing, hey? But yeah, these old ladies are terrified. Absolutely terrified. And as they should be, you know, it's a bloody wild time. But on that note, bit of administration off the top. We hate admin, but we got to do it. So I'd like to, if you did not see my post last week, I would like to officially announce and cancel my interstate tour for July and August. You know, what can you do? I was going to Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, and Canberra. And uh, yeah, you know, the attempt was made. The shows were booked in June. Uh, I chose not to announce them. I thought I'll announce them at the start of July, you know, that's about the right amount of time, six weeks out or whatever. Uh, and then we went into lockdown as soon as I was going to announce them. I personally wasn't worried. I thought, whatever, I need a week off. I work too hard, you know. I bloody, I'm a, I'm a bloody workhorse. I deserve this. And then, you know, I mean, Adzi was telling me these shows were never going to happen like four weeks ago. And I was absolutely just calling him everything under the sun. You know, your bloody negative Nelly, etc. And uh, he was right. He was right. Yeah. So the shows are cancelled. I mean, honestly, who gives a fuck? I'll be candid. Very hard to continually be, be disappointed by this stuff. Like, yeah. Yes, I wanted the shows to go ahead. Yes, I was excited for them. But, you know, it's just so out of your control. How can you even pretend to care anymore? Like, you know what? If I did, if I like didn't book my flight to fucking, you know, it's like, sorry, Melbourne, got to cancel the show. I stuffed up the booking and didn't book my flight. I would care about that. That's my fault. Sorry, guys, can't come. Worldwide pandemic, crazy disease, killing everyone, can't leave the house. What? <laughs> what? You know? It's so out of our hands. I've just run out of disappointment. This is my third go-round of cancelling stuff. Whatever. It's totally fine. I might come back in November, give it a crack. I might not. We'll have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I you know, I... I'd like it on the record that the attempt was made. All right. The attempt was made. All right. You know, some people freaking message me like, like Melbourne is like an unlockable city that I don't know how to get to. You know, like I haven't fucking found the right map to unlock the, the Melbourne gateway at the Jetstar terminal. Okay. I know how to book a fucking Jetstar flight better than most. Okay. I'm Australia's greatest road dog. Don't you ever forget that. And, uh, you know, I do want to go interstate and do shows desperately. 
and I've tried my best and uh, it didn't happen. Okay. I do know how to get to Melbourne. I know where it is. I just haven't been able to access it yet. Okay. Maybe I'll just freaking start dating some bird with a fringe and I assume she just takes you down there to check out a fucking laneway or some shit. But anyway, I apologize. The tour is canceled. Tried my best. You know, you just don't know. So it's canceled. I'm over it. Sorry about that. I tried my best. Anyway, what else is going on, dude? I might just have to go back to my fucking childhood plan of playing cricket and soccer for Australia. I mean, from six years old, that was always the plan. I never wanted to be a fucking comedian. Okay? Now look at me. Canceling tours left and right. Admittedly looking pretty good while doing it. But still. Okay? It might be time to get to the original plan, which was play cricket and soccer for Australia simultaneously. I'm going to go full Elise Perry, dude. Do you know how many freaking adults I told that to when I was like seven that I'm going to play cricket and soccer for Australia? I think when I was nine, I was a bit more humble. I said, I'm going to play cricket or soccer for Australia. Just haven't decided which one yet. You know? (laughs) That is the mind of a child. Truly. Yeah, just haven't decided which one yet. I might do the Tour de France as well. You know, I like riding bikes. (laughs) Oh, dude. How do you go from freaking... This is what I don't understand about people. Okay, comedian was never my dream, but it is a dream. It is a dream. You know, I'm doing something here. How do you go from playing cricket and soccer for Australia to accountant? You know what I mean? Nobody gets... I think... I wonder what percentage of people get their first choice dream in life. Wow. That'd probably be like 0.1%. People who just like, when they're five, they're like, I want to be a professional surfer and win the world championship. And then they do it. Most of us are out here on our third or fourth dream. Uh, just pretending we really want this. <laughs> out here on your fifth dream going, come on, I've bloody wanted this since last week. Please. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So, I don't know. We'll work it out. But anyway, let's crack into this pot of roo, dude. Firstly, me and Maka had to get a COVID test on Friday. We're responsible citizens. It's our second test in two weeks. Okay, those are freaking championship numbers. We are going for the belt. Uh, but Maka, it's one of these things. It really does make you see how quickly COVID can spread because... A guy on Macca's job site works at a Woolies and some guy with COVID went into that Woolies and Macca came into contact with the guy who works at the Woolies. So who came into contact with me? And then, you know, I'm freaking out here licking street signs. So you do, you do see what's going on. You do see how it can spread, you know? um, Anyway, so we go in and the good thing about the drive-through test at our place is it's about, it's empty. Okay, it's completely empty. We're talking two minute round trip, you know, it's five minutes from our place. It was a 15 minute round trip from leaving the house to getting back and and having been tested. This time, this time we go in, turn left, immediate like two kilometer line. All right. I say, Maka, you turn out of here, whatever you have to do, get me the fuck out of here. It's like 9am. I got heaps of freaking work to do at my day job and also i just don't want to sit in a car with maca for two hours a sentiment i'm, I'm sure we can all 
find some sort of relatability with re his poor chat um but as soon as we pull in i turn around i go maca let's fuck off 10 cars in behind us we're in we're in for the test and it's like a two kilometer line and it's just like fuck here we go then maca looks down at his at his freaking at the dials the ones and twos of his automobile we are completely out of petrol like zero petrol it's past the e I don't even know how we got to the testing facility, truly. And uh, so, Maka starts to panic. And he'll, ad- he'll admit to this. He started to panic and freak out. He got very stroppy very quickly. In this situation, I'm that friend, in this particular one, I'm the friend who is just pissing you off because I'm not taking it seriously at all. You know, I'm on my phone. I'm having a laugh. It's not my car. I'm not the one who fucking drove us with no petrol looking at you, Maka you fucking idiot. You know, if anything, I'm sort of like a, a funny bystander in this unfortunate tale. You know, uh, Mac is going to be the one who's going to wear the blame when we run out of petrol. Keep in mind, the line for the COVID test is like a two kilometer bend of road, single lane. Okay. And the first half of it is uphill. It's like a massive, like little back road. You go up the hill and then back around and then you go down into the car park and get tested. We're out of petrol and we're like, come the first part, we get to halfway up the hill. Now we're thinking, dude, if we run out of petrol, we're going to have to push this thing uphill. We got nowhere to push it. We are going to literally ruin everyone's day. Like everyone's day. We're going to hold up everyone. There's nowhere to go. We're just going to break down and fucking ruin everyone's day, dude. And uh, we needed a hero. We needed someone to stand up when the chips were down. Okay, someone reliable, someone who thought of others first, someone who wasn't afraid to do what it takes for the greater good. Unfortunately, our mate Dorso did not pick up, so we had to call Adzi. And I think, I don't know what Adzi was doing, he was probably buy, uh, buying a freaking bottle of Coke with his name on it, you know? That's the sort of bloke he is. Put a, buy a bottle of Coke with, the, with Adam on it and just fucking just laugh all day. That's me, I'm Adam, you know? Adzi's the sort of bloke to say hit play when you're not back in the room yet, you know? You're still getting your fucking, you're still getting your beverage in the kitchen. All the boys are in there watching Beauty and the Geek. Adzi's the sort of bloke to say hit play. And Mac will be like, Bill's not in the room yet. Pfft. Welcome to the Adzi show, okay? This man, uh, I'm not going to say he's evil, but he's fucking on the way, you know what I mean? Possible, uh, po- possible communist insider, I think. And, uh... So Adzi fucking, you know, we get him out of work. He absolutely does about 140 from the other side of uh the other side of the northern beaches with a jerry can of petrol and fills up the car. And he's like filling up the car as we're like rolling down with the COVID test. So he's just walking with the car as we're doing like 1k an hour. Absolute hero stuff from Adzi. Mac is in tears, mate. Mac is just despondent at this point. He's just head over the wheel, just crying. Like, no, not quite. But but yeah, Mac is relieved. I'm relieved. We roll on into the testing facility. The guy goes, first thing, the guy goes, how many tests? Maca goes, one. The guy goes, no worries. Puts the test on the windscreen. We keep driving. I turn to Maca and I go, so what are you doing today, dude? Because I'm here to get a COVID test. What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, we needed two tests, didn't we? 
And I go, yeah, dude. Yeah, we needed two tests. So now we got one test. I'm thinking, I just waited in this car for two hours and now I'm not even going to get a fucking COVID test. You know what I mean? And I could just hear my inbox piling up at home. It's just a nightmare. Then, before we get to the lady who's doing the test, <laughs> if you've done a drive through test, they put the test, like the sleeve with your information and uh, your, I don't know, medical stuff, paperwork. They put it under the windscreen wiper. Okay? Maca, I swear to God, I swear to God this happened. Maca decides it's a good time to clean his windscreen. He chucks on like the freaking where it sprays the water and starts doing the windscreen wipers. And he just drenches his test and then freaking wipes it off the windscreen, like throws it off. So now we, <laughs> we get finally to the front. We've been to hell and back. Like we have no testing with zero tests on our car. Um, also the car's sopping wet, even though like it's a 30 degree day and uh, the, the lady just pulls up. Thank God. It's our favorite Indian nurse from the time before. This lady is a fucking ray of sunshine and a real hero. And she remembered us, you know, to my dismay, she calls Maka handsome boy and she calls me curly hair boy. Is that not fucking, why can't we be handsome boys? You know? Why can't we be handsome boys? But she was still commenting on how good my hair was, which did sort of, you know, keep me up. But I tell you what, it did hurt. It did hurt quite a bit. Uh, so Mac is the handsome boy. He got his test first. Shock. And uh, old curly hair boy went second. But Mac, a pelican of the week, he turned what should have been a 10-minute chore into a two-and-a-half-hour ordeal. And uh, the boys were absolutely fucked afterwards. So... We got the test in the end. We both came back negative because we're responsible citizens and uh, we keep on marching, you know, towards uh, towards glory. So no harm, no foul. But Macca is this week's Pelican of the Week. Uh, deservedly so. But dude, I tell you what, was anyone aware the Olympics start like tomorrow? Like legitimately tomorrow. It's not coming up. It's here. The Olympics are here. I tell you what, dude, Japan are getting screwed so hard on this Olympics. The only reason you have the Olympics is to boost the economy and get tourists in the door, okay? And people fucking love Japan as well. Do you know how many, how many people would have gone to Japan? I have dead set never heard a bad word about visiting that place. Apparently, it's just unreal. I've never been. Japan, the only thing they're getting from the Olympics is the actual Olympics. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> so you're saying we're getting no money, no tourism, but we are getting the badminton. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. No, no, no. It's okay. We just spent the last 12 years building stadiums, pumping millions of dollars into this. No worries. After all, it really is just all about the competition. <laughs> To the Olympics. I mean, it is a trope to shit on the Olympics, but here's the thing, dude. I mean, here's the thing. We're really finding out what's what. What's worth what. What people actually care about. Okay? If you want to find out if something actually matters, throw it in a COVID, in a COVID environment. You know? You'll be fucking blown away at how little people care about some stuff and how much they like other stuff. 
Music festivals, dude. People are willing to sit in their fucking car and still watch, you know, freaking King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard fucking rip it up, you know? 200 meters back in a fucking Honda Civic. Still enjoying that shit. Do you think anyone is going to be willing to go to a fucking drive-in volleyball game? Be honest with me. Be honest with yourself, okay? Because I just don't think so, dude. They have added surfing to this year's Olympics, which is pretty cool. And breakdancing or something. I'm not sure. I honestly... Maka just told me the Olympics were actually on, like in two days' time. That's how I found out. I thought we were still in like the trial phase. Was anyone else... Anyone else aware that the Olympics is... I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. But dude, there is something fun about the Olympics. Um, Like the the 100 meter sprint, obviously. Uh, That's a good one. That actually opens us up for a a new segment that's coming up next. Uh, The 100 meter sprint and... I want to say maybe the pole vault. The pole vault is fucking unreal because it's the only sport you, you will never do. Okay, the pole vault, you know, you can't just fucking go down to the local oval and fuck around on the pole vault a little bit, you know? So you want to go maybe go go do a bit of pole vault, grab a beer after? You know what I mean? It's not a casual sport. You can't just like casually launch yourself 20 meters into the air and hope to not die. All right, I imagine it's years of training in a fucking cold communist country to learn how to perform that thing. All right, but it's fucking good to watch and that's why, because it's dangerous and no one else can do it. I mean, stuff like badminton, you know, table tennis, this sort of stuff, it's a novelty. I cannot believe, you know, I, I do think the Olympics is important, okay? That's one. And I do think it is cool. And I think, you know, it's good for countries, tourism or whatever, okay? But let's be honest, okay? There's about half the sports are absolutely either ridiculous, no one cares, or they're not even real sports, okay? I'm looking at you walking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, in a COVID environment, let's cancel almost all of the sports, okay? If you want to get people to go and get amongst the Olympics, okay, in a COVID environment, cancel two-thirds of the sports, okay? If I, you've got fucking one afternoon to get me interested in the Olympics, you've got, you know, just a couple of sessions to capture the hearts and minds of people around this great world. Let's say my dad sits down to check out the Olympics and he flicks on the badminton. That's it. Okay. That's it. You've lost him. But if the only sports available are the cool ones, people will fucking get around this. Okay. Imagine, you know, they've always got like the four Olympics channels. You know, some days you turn on, it's fucking, you know, walking, indoor, or indoor volleyball is actually pretty cool. It's like walking, fucking, I don't even know, archery. And fucking knitting. And you just think, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Imagine you turn it on. It's the fucking marathon, the pole vault, and the surfing. And you just think, fucking hell, boys. Get a case of Red Bulls. Let's party. All right? This is international competition. You know? Fuck yeah, dude. That's living. Why can't we just have that? There's no one... I don't know about COVID in Japan, but I assume there's no one in the stadiums. Maybe there is. But if there's no crowds, if no one even knows it's on... Just give us the cool stuff, you know? Just give us... Dude, the Olympics is so fucking lame. Some of the sports that even the athletes are dropping out. Just, oh, sorry, COVID, can't be bothered. (laughs) That's how shit it is, dude. 
even the people who've dedicated their lives to the sport are like, oh, Jesus, what is it? Two weeks of quarantine? Fucking hell, you know? I think I might just fucking play badminton in Sydney. It's not worth it, you know? It's not fucking worth it, dude. But yeah, I mean, the Olympics is here, dude. The Olympics is here. Does it matter? Probably not. But I think it's still kind of cool. It's still kind of cool. You know, the wrestling, all that sort of stuff goes back to the Greek days. I'm pro-Olympics. I'm pro at existing. But I'm also, you know, I'm pro-sport. And if you don't have a ball in your activity, I really have a hard time believing that it is, in fact, a sport. Dude, if you don't have a fucking ball or you're not riding something, I don't know, dude. What are you doing? You know? What are you doing? But I do actually like the equestrian, speaking of. Dude, I tell you what, the Olympics, it's here. Light the torch. That's what I'll say. Light the fucking torch. Not for the Olympics, but for this new segment. We've got a brand new segment coming up off the back of the Olympics. Fucking fire yourselves up for this one. We have a new segment on the pod. Mac has been pushing for it for quite some time. And uh, it's called Macca's Minute. Okay? Macca's Minute. And he basically, every week, maybe not every week, whenever it suits Macca, let's say. Macca's Macca's got some hot hot points he wants to bring to the pod. And I'm going to let him. So, this week's Macca's Minute. Here we go. This is Olympics-based as well. Okay, so this is an Olympic hot take. Hot take For the 100 metres running, I've always thought it's hard to gauge how fast they're actually running. So I think they should have an ordinary man run in a lane next to them. So that way when he gets blown out of the water, you're watching that and you think, fuck yeah. These guys are pretty fast. Macca, 2021. I tell you what, that's actually not fucking bad. I don't know if anyone else was surprised by that, but I was. So you just get some fucking some middle-aged dad who's a bit overweight, put him in the end lane next to Usain Bolt and the seven other six-foot-two black men. And that way, I do agree with this, okay? Because, you know, Usain Bolt, he's quick. But the other guys are just as quick as him. So you definitely, you think, well, Usain Bolt won. He's so fast. But you don't really get a sense for how fast he actually is. Like if Usain Bolt robbed your robbed your uh, corner store. Let's say you you run like an easy mart and Usain Bolt came in and just fucking just helped himself to all the chewy. You know, he's just taking like four packs of uh, of five gum and off he goes. He's fucking out the door. He's stealing from you. I wouldn't really, I'd, I'd, my, I'd chase him. I'd, my first instinct would be to chase him because I, I don't really know how fast he is. I don't really have a gauge for that. But... If I saw some balding 35-year-old finish the race literally like seven seconds after fucking Usain, I think we'd all have a bit more respect for what that man is doing out there. I think it's a good point. Macca's minute. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I like it. I like it a lot. Well done, Macca. Well done. I was thinking I had a similar idea, but I wanted to put like a fucking leopard at the end. Maybe put a fence up so it doesn't sort of, you know, hop into the crowd and help itself to the fans. But... But a like a leopard. I want to see how fast a leopard is. Can we get can we get some sort of a fucking Netflix show where we race animals against each other? Like leopard versus emu? You know? Cassowary versus tiger, etc. I think it would honestly be pretty fucking cool. I think it really would. But anyway. 
let's keep this uh, keep this thing rolling along here. Dude, I tell you what, the twenty minute mark. I'll be honest, this one is fucking thin. I'll tell you that. We'll be lucky to hit half an hour this week. But anyway, some other huge news during the week is I got the Mazda Metro re-registered again. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. 21 years going strong. How about you get the fuck out of my face? What about that? The Mazda Metro is back on the streets, dude. Okay, I took it to the dodgiest mechanic ever. The dodgiest mechanic ever, dude. Like, so I call up and I go, can I bring my car in for a pink slip? And he goes, yeah, yeah, next week. And I go, well, what day should I bring it in? He goes, bring it in whenever you want. I go, okay, do you need my name? He goes, no. You beauty, dude. You beauty. So then I drop the car off. I'm just giving this guy my car. And he goes, sweet, thanks. It'll be done in a few days. I go, a few days? Jesus Christ. I go, well, do you want my contact number or something? How are you going to fucking tell me, mate? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, this is just, this fills you with no confidence. He just opens like an exercise book and it's literally just like names everywhere and stuff. And he just go, he just writes literally Mazda and then my phone number. Not even my name. And then, so I'm thinking, sweet, I've, I no longer have a car. Like I'm thinking I'm never seeing this thing again. And then uh, he just calls me up like the next day and he goes, hey, your car's ready, pink slip done. This is unheard of for the Mazda Metro. Usually it's fucking, mate, your left wheel's where, you, where your right wheel should be. It's upside down. You know what I mean? Like it goes backwards and sideways. The fucking axle's out. You're looking at $4,000 and a fucking hand job for me to register this thing. And I said, Jesus Christ, mate. You know, that's what I usually go through. This time, this guy's the dodgiest bloke ever. Absolutely no fuss, no muss. The old girl's back on the road. Just hooning around town. And by that, I mean parked in the freaking street around the corner because I have nowhere to be. All right? I have nowhere to be. Also, uh, I'd like to apologize for that freak out before about the length of this pod. I just remembered like three things I wanted to talk about. So this pod will continue to bang well into the 40s, baby. Well into the 40s, hey? Woo! What a journey that we're on together right now. What a journey. Speaking of journeys... What a valuable word. What a dynamic word. I've just recently embarked on one. I've just started watching reality TV. I'm back. Okay? After a fucking hiatus for about six years. Okay? I am back. Now, Macca and Adzi are always watching reality TV. They always watch like Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Um, the other ones. And, they, and the other ones. Love Island. That's what I was searching for. Love Island. They're always watching Love Island and Too Hot to Handle, etc. I don't know if they actually like the show. I think they just look like looking at all the beautiful women, to be honest. Um, that's my opinion. But it's always been a sore point in the house because, you know, the three of us watching telly, they want to watch fucking British people dry hump and I want to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. So, you know, it is definitely, there's a vibe change there. I think we can all agree. And uh, it, it does cause some friction in the house. But finally, a reality show has binded us back together as one unit, okay? I am talking about Beauty and the Geek. Congratulations, we're back. Beauty and the Geek, dude. What a fucking show. If you, I used to love Beauty and the Geek when I was like 
Um, I don't know, whatever age you are when you actually still fucking watch Channel 7. But, dude, Beauty and the Geek is such a good show. If you're not familiar with the concept, basically it's 10 beauties, 10 geeks. Now, they they all get paired up and they got to do a series of challenges. And then at the end... Um, I don't know really what happens. Someone wins. Each week, a couple gets eliminated. They give the the geeks makeovers. And, uh, you know, the, the geeks learn to be more confident. And the beauties learn to uh, to get along with geeks. And it's a beautiful show. It's a beautiful show. All right? It's Worlds Collide. It's the sort of show where, where if you're like 13, you think, this is real life. You know what I mean? I can get any bird anytime. Look at these guys. You're just seeing this like freaking... Two out of ten sweat machine kissing like a genuine ten. It is a fucking wild show, okay? It is a wild show. Sophie Monk is the host this year, and I'll speak out of school, dude. She fucking kills it. Sophie Monk, are we... I swear to God, Sophie Monk does not get enough credit for just how fucking chill she is. She went on um, Hard Chat with Tom Gleason where he just tore strips off her, and she just laughed her head off the whole time. She went on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, whichever the girl one is. Uh, she went on, I think she was on radio for a bit. I think she might have fucking sucked off Kelly Slater at one point, allegedly. I heard that on the streets. That might not be true. Um, but, dude, she's a freaking unreal woman. She's so likable and funny, and she's killing this Beauty and the Geek hosting thing. Like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the show where it's just like her fucking around, and they've left it in. And it's so funny, dude. It's really good. And uh, so she's killing it. And, but dude, the beauties, I got to say, outstanding crop of beauties this year. Um, Some of the hottest chicks I've ever seen, except for probably two of them. I'm not going to name names, uh, but they know who they are. Uh, Now the geeks. The geeks are all pretty normal. I got to say, there's some real, there's some real potential in this group of lads. I think all of them have a shot. You know, there's a couple of genuine undercover choppers in the mix. And and then there's a couple where it's like, yeah, these guys with a bit of bloody guidance could 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 get something going. There's a couple there's probably two of them that are just genuine freaks. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. So it's a fucking sick show. I highly recommend it. It's on the Channel 9 app. It's a great show. They're really pushing the dating this year. They really want the geeks to fucking get with these beauties and i gotta say it's working um i don't want to ruin the show for anyone but fucking people are licking each other aggressively and it's fucking the weirdest thing dude like fair play to these geeks imagine your first kiss is caught on camera is that not bizarre like your first ever kiss is on national tv no thank you dude no thank you okay fair play these guys they're all uh you know, they're all in love with their beauties immediately. All the geeks have really, um, I'm trying not to just absolutely tee off on these blokes here, but it is, it is difficult. But yeah, like pretty much every geek is like head over heels in love, uh, with his beauty, like a day and a half in. Like one of the guys, they had a recoupling on the first episode. First episode, this guy comes out and he did not get recoupled. He stayed with his beauty. And he was dead set, like, crying. He was like, I don't know what I would have done if I was separated from Jessica or whatever her fucking name is. And uh, and it's like, dude, you just need to reel it in a bit here, mate, because you're freaking me out and you better believe you're freaking her out, okay? 
this whole uh, this whole deep connection two hours in thing is not going to fly. You need to chill out and play it cool. And by episode five, you could possibly, you know, be doing something they can't show on the cameras. All right. That's how you get it done on Beauty and the Geek. These guys freaking, you know, they're like coming on way too strong. I feel like they want to fuck me, some of these guys. Like, it's like, you need to chill out and you need to calm down. All right. But there's some, you know, it's a good group. And I think we're going to, we could see a Beauty and the Geek kid. I mean, that'd be pretty wild. Jesus Christ. Sophie Monk, supply these men some condoms. Can you imagine that? You're a geek your whole life and then your first route, you have a fucking kid. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, my only gripe with the show is uh, there is a bit of an age gap with some of these people. So one of the guys is 32 and his beauty is 20. Like, that's a bit fucking how you going, I think. The only reason a 32-year-old man should be dating a 20-year-old woman is if he's rich. And she's not. Okay? And I've had a look at this bloke. He's not rich. Okay? He's definitely not rich. So, there's a few age gaps. And also, by the time a guy's 32 or 29 or whatever, and he's a geek, he's like a full-on geek, and you want to freaking, you want to turn this ship around when he's 32, it's fucking too late, dude. It's way too late. Like, you want to get these guys when they're like 22, 23. They should make all beauties and geeks 23, you know, 23 is the age, sort them out, you know what I mean, I feel like 23, the girls are a little bit more mature, um, like maybe, like, some of these girls, these hot chicks, they're like, they're like, I've never spoken to a guy like you before, and it's like, he's just a normal guy, who the fuck are you talking to, babe, you know, there's just like a normal guy called Matt, he's like 26 and wears glasses, and these beauties are like, I've never spoken to someone like you before. I can't believe it. You're you're so good to talk to. I would never talk to you usually. And it's like, I'm sorry, do you only talk to cocaine dealers? Like, this isn't that out of the ordinary just to fucking talk to someone. Like, Jesus Christ. What is doing, babe? You know? So I think the beauties are a little bit too young and the geeks are a little bit too old. Um, and like I said, I mean, 32... Good luck turning that ship around, dude. I mean, come on. You're playing for all the marbles at 32. So, yeah, I think they, they need to bring the age gap closer and, uh, and yeah, just make sure these crazy kids practice safe sex because I don't want a beauty and the, ge- and the geek kid on our hands. I mean, that would be a disaster because that child will become a child of divorce and he'll have a fucked up childhood. And then guess what? 25 years from now, he's on Beauty and the Geek telling his beauty that his dad was never around. You know what I mean? So, it's a great show. I love it a lot and I highly recommend you get on it. All right, dude. So, let's do some trends. Let's do some trend ends, trend extends, trend defends, like that. Thank you. Uh, So, this is a send-in. Can't remember who sent it. I apologize. But this show, Lux Listings on uh, Amazon Prime. This bloke messaged me. uh, I apologize again um, for not remembering your name, but... Well, an absolute legend messaged me. He said, mate, use your Amazon Prime subscription uh, to watch this Lux listing show. It's pretty funny. He goes, I reckon you'd tee off on it. Uh, Unfortunately, I did have to cancel my Amazon Prime, guys. Uh, No one was using it at the house and it was costing me $8 a month. So, yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to access Lux listings. um, But I did watch the trailer on YouTube, half of it. 
and uh, fuck yeah, dude. That's all I need. So here's my thing. This isn't trend end lux listings, okay? Good luck to the show and the uh, the you know the the agents on it. Um, you know, I wish everyone you know sweet sweet commissions. Here's my thing though, trend end dude with real estate agents. I mean, trend end real estate agents, you know, but they cop a flogging real estate agents. And I think the the main reason people just have such an issue with real estate agents is there's the, firstly, there's the carry on, you know, we don't need fucking half a thing of sunflower oil in your hair. And then to see that photo on a fucking the side of a bus, you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's a bit much. Okay. It's a bit much, but, but also here's my thing. Why is selling houses a skill? You know what I mean? Like shelter is a need. People need it. You know, if you don't sell someone a house, they'll get to the point where they just fucking build their own. You know what I mean? Like people need houses. You're, you're selling people something that they physically need. It's, I don't understand what this, where it's coming from. that This is a skill. You know, people stand out the front of a fucking beautiful two bedroom house and go another sale. How good am I? And it's like, well, People, someone would have moved into that house anyway. You're saying without you facilitating this deal, no one would have ever lived in that house? Are you saying without you, it would just be shanty towns of homeless people all over the city? People need homes and they, and they seek them out. People are on fucking realestate.com.au looking at homes all day. Pe- people contact the real estate agents to buy the house. I've never understood why it's seen as a skill. Imagine I've got a freaking bale of hay and I've got a phone and it doesn't ring out. It can only take calls. And people just call me and they say, I'm coming to buy hay. And then I sell them the hay. Would I fucking claim that? Or would I just say, yeah, dude, I don't know. People just are fucking ravenous for this shit. Like, how is it a skill? And Lux Listings is the perfect example of this. Because they're only selling the best houses. So it's something that's a base need. And then they're also selling the best of it. I, I don't understand why this is a skill. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I'm a great salesman. Um, my only thing is I can only sell water to people who are extremely thirsty. But in that situation, dude, I tell you what, count the commish, bruh. <laughs> Lux listings, it's like you're selling something that people need and it's fucking the best, of, the best of the best of the best. It's so cool. These houses have like fucking water slides and shit, dude. You know, weird rooms just for sex. Like these are the fucking high level mansions we're fucking talking about here. You're selling the best of the best of something to people who can easily afford it. Millionaires. And these guys on the Lux listings trailer are walking around like, I'm the fucking man. As if people, as if people don't like mansions. People love mansions. Everyone wants a mansion. It's not a skill to sell a mansion. You know, there should be a show called Fucked Listings, where it's just like the worst, worst houses ever. And we send these Lux listings people and they got to freaking move someone into there, you know? That'd be a skill. It's like selling a house with no roof. There's a skill. That'd be a fucking challenge, you know? Where's that challenge? I'd like to see that. But here's... Oh yeah, this is the last trend and this may be the most aggressive one I've ever done. But this happened on the weekend and it just made my blood boil and there's nothing worse. So I'm driving along. I'm going through a roundabout. No, Macca was driving actually. Macca was driving. We're going through a roundabout and this guy and his like million year old mum, like a 500 year old woman, 
This guy walks out and his his mum's like waddling behind him. Just walks out into traffic so slowly. Maka has to come to a complete stop, basically. And he just does this. Throws the hand up. Just throws the hand up once. Oh, that's all right then. Just walk out into oncoming. We're doing about 60. Walk out into oncoming traffic. Just throw your hand up. That's okay. All for, all forgiven, mate. I'd love to fucking mow down this bloke's mum and just throw my hand up. Be like, sorry, dude. Yeah, all good. Hey, whoop. <laughs> sorry, you know. Yep, she's under the car. Sorry about that. Hands up. Hands up, you know. People who walk out into traffic, the pathway is for people. The road is for cars, okay? The road is for cars. Don't just walk out and make the car stop for you, you piece of shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know, dude. I hate that. The hand up. I hate it in car... And people do it in car parks all the time. The hand up. Like, it just fixes everything. The hand up is for stuff you've done by accident and that you apologize for. You know? Maybe I've fucking taken a shot from 45 meters out in a game of soccer. I've just belted one from halfway. Hey, boys, hand up. Okay? Hand up. I shouldn't have done that. Walking out into un- oncoming traffic and making Macca almost have a fucking collision with a 500-year-old lady. I mean, god damn, dude. What, what, just wait until we go. You wait a second and then just cross safely. How fucking hard is it, dude? But anyway. All right, that is the pod for this week. I have no idea how to finish these pods, and I still don't. So, here we are. That's the end of the pod. I will say, uh, oh, almost forgot, almost forgot. Friend of the pod and uh, a fantastic band who I've actually seen live as well, Super Honey. I think I've spoken about them before on the pod. They've got a new song out. I just want to give it a shout out. Uh, I've seen these boys live and I've hung out with them. They're just fucking legends. They're good blokes who make good music. So why would you why would you not want to get around it? It's called Zygote, spelled Z-Y-G-O-A-T, right? And uh, it's by Super Honey. That's S-U-P-A-H-O-N-E-Y. So... There you go, boys. Get around Super Honey's new track. It's on Spotify and uh, fucking everywhere else. Let's be honest. If you use Apple Music, you are, you know, you're lesser than, and that's okay. But get around Super Honey's new track. Um, all my tour dates are cancelled, so nothing to promote. But I do, I'm releasing new stand-up. There's a new clip on my um, YouTube channel and uh, social medias about getting lunch with Americans and how they're fucking, they're weirdos when it comes to customer service. You know, straight up material, not a crowd work one, this one. So give it a look if you like. Would love your support if you want to share it around. And uh, yeah, dude, thanks for fucking listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you? Way too long, way too long. Oh, I.